BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What hit us? Small asteroid fragments. This morning. How big were those? Those were nothing. The size of basketballs and Volkswagens. This new one you're tracking, how big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Half the world will be incinerated by the heat blast. The rest will freeze to death in nuclear winter. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Okay, now we all have seen Armageddon, and despite the great success of a Michael Bay production and the intrepid accomplishments of Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, and with a little kiss from Liv Tyler, everything works out okay in the end, it's not the only movie about end-of-the-world type things when asteroids hit the planet. In fact, in this genre, there are all kinds of entrants. Everything from Deep Impact with the ELE or LE, which President Morgan Freeman warned everybody about, although a little too late to do anything about it, to Greenland, to Don't Look Up, to 1979's Meteor, or even the Black and White Night of the Comet. This idea of some giant space rock hitting the planet and killing everything on it, or something along those lines, has fascinated people as long as there have been people to fascinate. Why? Well, obviously, one reason is because of the widespread belief that a meteor one time did hit the planet maybe 65 million years ago and killed off all the dinosaurs, causing exactly these kinds of problems. And if this is the kind of thing that happens every 100 million years or so, well, we're on the back half of that probability curve and you never know. But since a lot of these movies are predicated on the unreal, impossible, and Again, the fantastic Michael Bay, for example. What about real threats? We hear all the time about this or that space rock flying within, say, four moons away from us, coming very quickly, and it's not going to hit us, but it's close enough that we worry or wonder what's being done about this possibility. Well, NASA on Monday is actually going to conduct its first test of something designed to stave off this problem. A $325 million planetary defense test, which began with the launch of a thing called the DART, which stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test, probably the worst acronym that has ever been made. But of course, if you put scientists in charge of making acronyms, well, they're scientists, not marketing experts, right? In any case, the dart is basically a soda vending machine-sized piece of metal that we are shooting at the smaller of a pair of asteroids, the larger of which is called Didymus. It's a 2,500-foot asteroid that is rotating so quickly that basically we believe at one point in the past it must have broken slightly in a piece, and that piece spun off. It's called Dimorphos. It's only about 500 feet in diameter. And that's orbiting the parent rock at a distance of about a mile. Both of these rocks are about 7 million miles away from the Earth, and it's that smaller one that we're going to shoot our dart into. Now, no, we're not trying to blow anything up. And in fact, the impact we expect to have is very small. The amount of time it takes the small dimorphous to make a lap around Didymus is 11 hours and 55 minutes. And by punching it slightly with our space vending machine, we're going to try to reduce that to about 11 hours and 45 minutes. Which is understandable, given that the size difference is enormous. This is kind of like running a golf cart into the Great Pyramid. How much damage can you do to the pyramid with a golf cart? Not much. But if the pyramid is hurtling through space, maybe you can nudge it a little bit. 
And that nudge makes all the difference in the world. So instead of finding something that's only going to hit the Earth in an hour or two or three and then trying to blow it up with a nuclear weapon like they try in Armageddon, the theory here is we track these things all the time and we know when ones are coming. In fact, we know it by years in advance because things don't typically streak out of nowhere towards us. They're running orbits all the time, and we see them again after a pass and after a pass and after a pass. And the idea here is to send something up that would gently nudge it in a different direction when it's, say, five or ten years from coming to the Earth. DART is going to get destroyed in the process, and it's going to make a small crater and send up some rock dust into space, and we'll be watching this impact with telescopes on all seven continents, including the Hubble and Webb Space Telescopes and NASA's asteroid-hunting Lucy spacecraft, so we get all the information we need. Now, there is about a 10% chance that we miss, but not to worry. Based on the orbit, it's going to circle back within target range in about two years, so we can try again if it misses. And of course, like all tests, even a miss would gain us valuable insight about what went wrong. So should you be concerned? No, not really. Is it going to be particularly exciting to watch? No. But like a lot of things we do in science, it's still pretty important. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.